Hey everybody, John Finn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. And uh, if you go there, you can sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly email. comes out on Fridays, uh, U.S. time, Saturday mornings, uh, if you're in Australia, New Zealand, uh, parts of Asia, etc. But uh, anyway, weekly thoughts, videos, a question and answer, house church. Um, it's all about being the supernatural house church. The supernatural part is the act of discipleship. That is imparting and 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 in uh, causing the teachings of Jesus and the ways of the Spirit of God into our lives, to implement them into our lives. And that supernatural act is the discipleship process. That's what these are all about. Today, I'm asking the question about, does God judge nations the way he did in the Old Testament? And uh, there are a lot of voices out there uh, in the uh, cyber world talking about God judging the nations, judging the U.S., judging this or that. And we need to look at what actually the Bible says, because there's not a lot of teaching out there on what the Bible actually says. People will look to uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, and they'll look to uh, Nineveh, and they'll look to uh, Daniel in, in Babylon, and then uh, when the Medes and the Persians took over there, many, many Tekelaparazon, you remember the handwriting on the wall, of uh, the kings that followed up, uh, the grandson, I think it was, of, of uh, Nebuchadnezzar. But, you know, we look at the different nations, how the Lord, uh, even in the prophets, talks about judgment on the nations in the Old Testament. And, we're, and we have to balance that out with uh, many times people will pull out a scripture, some Old Testament, you know, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and, and you know, and I will heal their land and all that. <clears throat> and people want to apply it today. And a couple things even from that we have to look at. Number one, the Lord in talking with Abraham when Abraham was interceding and asking if the Lord would still destroy Sodom if there were 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 righteous. And uh, the Lord said, no, he would spare it if he found even 10 righteous. And so when you look at Lot's family and his daughters and such, you only need about four more, three or four more uh, to have spared that city. But the fact that God was willing to spare the city and that region, if he could find 10 righteous, gives us insight into the heart of God. And so many people will apply Old Testament scripture onto the New Testament times and think, okay, God's going to judge the nation. There are two elements to look at. And we'll look at it in the New Testament because there are two things that changed dramatically through the cross and resurrection of Jesus. But uh, before those two things, I want to touch on the fact that, um, well, let's just get right into it. In, uh, there, there's, there's aggressive judgment and there's passive judgment. Those are the two elements I'll, I'll go ahead and state. Aggressive is like what the Lord was going to do, what did with Sodom, where he just says, okay, stand back because I'm going to burn this place up, you know, and, uh, or judgment on Egypt, uh, you know, the different gods. Each of the 10 plagues was, was a separate god of Egypt, and he brought judgment against each of those. That's an aggressive judgment. The other judgment is a more passive judgment, which is based on letting a person or letting a nation experience the consequences of their actions. And that's what we see today. Now, what are the two things that changed? Number one, we go to Acts chapter 17, and I'm going to read from verses 29 through 31 is the, is the uh, uh, passage. But in verse 30, when Paul's talking on Mars Hill in Athens, Greece, he talks about how at times of a previous ignorance God overlooked, he says, but now he commands people everywhere to repent. Verse 31, Acts 17, 31, because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained and he's given assurance to everyone in that he raised him from the dead. 
Now that's an incredible statement right there in Acts 17, 31, 32, because it says, it says that God has ordained a day to judge the nations. And he's, he's going to get, do that judging by the Lord Jesus. And the resurrection is the assurance to mankind that it will in fact happen and that it will be in fact a righteous judgment because Jesus was, was killed on the cross, rose from the dead, and now resurrected to oversee in righteousness his kingdom and, and right and wrong. And so the reason we don't see God judging nations as he did with Sodom and Gomorrah or Egypt or uh, or uh, Babylon and things of that nature is that, that the cross changed everything. And Paul says that God has now appointed a day by which he will judge the nations by his son, Jesus, whom he raised from the dead. So that's the first thing that changed. Number two, and this is a surprise for people, but 1 Peter 4.17, Peter said this, judgment begins at the house of God. So what changed between Old Testament and New Testament is that, number one, God has appointed a day to judge the nations. He, he is now in a more passive mode. That is, he allows individuals, he allows nations to experience the consequences of their actions, sometimes to their own destruction. I mean, look at the history of the last 2,000 years, folks. Look at, you know, whether it be Nazi Germany, uh, USSR, uh, Pol Pot, you look at all the different things out there and atrocities, Idi Amin, you look at all these different things, the Rwanda killings, all these different horrible things, even in the last 50 years and 60, 70 years. And we have 2000 years of history like that. And, and we don't see God intervening like he did in Sodom or with Egypt or, or anything of that nature. That's because since the cross and the resurrection, he has appointed a day that he will judge all nations. But now he allows each person to suffer the consequences of their actions. In fact, Paul makes that statement in Galatians, what is it, 6, uh, where is it here? Well, I wrote it down somewhere. It's Galatians 6, 3 or 4 or 5, something like Galatians 6, 7. Excuse me, Galatians 6, 7. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. God will give to every person according to what they have sown. See, there's the Paul statement. He didn't say God will judge them uh, aggressively. Uh, but he said, don't be mocked. God will render to everybody what they have sown. In other words, he, he lets ex people experience the consequences of their actions. Um, in John 5, 22 and 5, 27, Jesus said that the father has committed all judgment to his son. And in 5, 27, he says he's given him authority, given him, talk about himself, to execute judgment also. So these, these scriptures all verify the fact that the father has given all judgment to the son and that the father has appointed a day in which he will judge the nations. And Peter said in 1 Peter 4, 17, judgment begins at the house of God. So if you want to look for the nations being judged, you need to look first at the body of Christ. And since we are individual members of the body of Christ, we need to look to ourselves. You know, in Luke chapter 9, if you go through verses 51 through 56, Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem and the disciples go ahead of him and to prepare, prepare a place. And they stopped in a village in Samaria, but they didn't receive the Lord because he was, he was acting like, you know, they knew he was going to Jerusalem and the Samaritans didn't like the, the Jews in Jerusalem and they didn't receive Jesus. So... <laughs> <laughs> the disciples, uh, Peter and John in particular, said, Lord, should we call down fire upon them like Elijah did at one time? And Jesus said, said you don't know what spirit you're of. He said, the Son of Man didn't come to, to judge right now. He came to, to save mankind. You don't know what spirit you're of. And there are a lot of people out there who don't know what spirit they're of. They don't realize the timing of the things of the spirit, how the cross and the resurrection changed things. Um, it's interesting that that we are uh, 
to judge ourselves, that judgment begins at the house of God. You have to realize that when you believed on Jesus and when the, you were born again and his spirit renewed everything, started everything brand new in your, in your life, you actually judged yourself. You, you saw the remedy for sin and you judged yourself and you took God's remedy for sin. In fact, Peter, or excuse me, Paul says, uh, when he's talking about receiving the Lord's prayer righteously and judging our hearts, he said in first Corinthians 11, I think it's 31 maybe. Yeah, 1131. He said, if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. In other words, if you take care of the things that you know to do here on this earth, then you're not going to have to be accountable for that when you stand before the Lord at the judgment seat of Christ. That's what 1 John 1, 9 is all about. When we confess our sins, he's faithful to and just to cleanse us from all sins and all unrighteousness, it says. In other words, you judge yourself. Every time you say, oh, I blew it. I'm, I'm sorry, I missed it. You, you are judging yourself. And that's the judgment that begins at the house of God. That then goes outward to the world to say, will they judge themselves? Will they say there's something wrong here? I've got to change my ways. And then obviously nations are made up of peoples. And so uh, so it first begins at the house of God. That's, that's really the, the gist of what I wanted to say is that, um, oh, also remember Revelation 2.20, where the Lord talked about the woman named Jezebel. He nicknamed her Jezebel. It's not a real name. But she was teaching and prophesying that it was okay to, to go to the temples and sacrifice to the gods and goddesses and have sex in the temple with the temple priests and priestesses and stuff. And the Lord said, I gave her space to repent, but she didn't. And so, again, the Lord there putting it on a, a person, a, a woman who was teaching error and leading others into error. And the Lord said, I gave her space to repent, but she didn't. So now he's going to step in. And there are those things that happen. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 about a man with an illicit relationship with his stepmother. And he said, I've turned him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that his spirit can be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. So there are times where uh, different people at different times have talked about laying hands on people and the Lord not healing a person because uh, because he is letting them experience the ramifications of their actions. Is is that passive judgment a form of judgment? Absolutely. We do the same thing with our children. It's like we tell them not to do something, not to do something, not to do something, and they disobey. They experience the ramifications, the consequences of their actions. And and you cut, they come back to mom or dad, you know, crying and they need a Band-Aid on their knee or something like that. It's like, we told you to, to do this. Hopefully you've learned a lesson. And what did you do? That was a parent doing a passive judgment by letting that child experience the consequences of their action. That's the way the Lord is with us individually. Uh, so much, and then also with nations. So realize that as I'm, I'm sharing this, what does the Bible actually say in, in Acts chapter 17, uh, 30, 29 through 31, 32, Paul says, God has appointed a day in which he will judge the nations by Jesus, whom the, whom the Father has appointed to be the judge of all things, because he's the Son of Man, because he's been raised from the dead, and mankind has that assurance that his judgment will be just. It's a, it's a word of assurance to us that all things will be made right in the end. Um, for everyone who suffers wrong and, and, and works and toils and cries and prays in this life, and Paul is saying there is a day in which the nations will be judged. And so, He's not actively doing a Sodom and Gomorrah, Egypt, uh, you know, Nineveh type thing today, but he is, has appointed a day. And, and the amazing thing is, what did Paul say about that? It says, he has appointed a day which he will judge the nations. Therefore, he commands all men everywhere to repent. 
That is, he calls on individuals and nations to recognize that there is a day of accountability. And the prayer is that people will repent and come to the Lord, that they will judge themselves lest they be judged. So anyway, I uh, hope you main, you got those two main points, aggressive judgment and passive judgment, that is allowing consequences uh, to be experienced. And number two, that the cross and resurrection changed everything, that God's appointed a day to judge the nations and judgment begins at the house of God, 1 Peter 4, 17. So it starts with us and then it goes outward from there. All right, hope it's been a blessing to you and straightened up some things perhaps that uh, you've wondered about. All right, talk to you next week. Music.